Kill the word. Reading from Mark 6, 1 through 6. Then he went out from there, and he came to his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when he, and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things? And what wisdom is this which is given to him, that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? So they, are, they were often at him. But Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honor except his own country among his own relatives and his in his own house now he could do no mighty work here there except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them he and he marveled because they were their unbelief then he went ab about the villages in a circuit teaching amen amen Come on, give her a hand. Thank you so much, sweetie. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for a marvelous day, Lord, as we celebrate together our youth and the good works, Father, of your people serving our community and making a difference, Lord, in the earth. God, we do count it a privilege, Lord, that we are able, Lord, to participate and co-labor with you in making a difference, Lord. And now, Father God, we have gathered around, Lord, because we desire to hear a word from you today. Use me, Father. I'm simply your vessel. I'm your conduit. Father, empower me by your Holy Spirit. Lord, may we all be changed today, Father God, from what we hear today. Father, as you inspire this message for your own glory. We praise you and we thank you. And all God's people said, Amen. You can give, give God praise as you're being seated. Amen. That's okay. You can clap your hand. Amen. Well, we are actually, I want to say a little bit of an apology right from the beginning. Uh, typically, uh, this is Youth Sunday, as you see, and normally we target our messages uh, primarily for the youth. But because of last week's massive snowstorm, uh, we have to finish our serve series today. But let me say this, it is, uh, the message today is relevant to all of us. In fact, the youth actually, they exhibited very, very well what this whole theme of our year is all about. How many of you just really enjoyed uh, that image? Uh, it was very, very powerful. Uh, and that's really what we're all about. So we're going to finish our series today on serve. And as we said, for some of you who don't know, um, serve is kind of like our theme for this entire year, as you can see the sign behind us. And we developed SERVE as an acronym. And what we said was that S stands for sacrifice. And what we said a few weeks ago in that message is that we will serve sacrificially. We understand that in order to serve God effectively, that oftentimes it will require sacrifice. Everybody say sacrifice. It is a word that God likes, and it is a word that we must get accustomed to 
Because if we're really going to make a difference to God, we got to understand that it's going to require a level of sacrifice. We also talked about E in our acronym uh, and serve, and E stands for excellence. We said we would serve God with excellence, and that was demonstrated uh, just this past weekend. And we highlighted the fact that we are first servants of Christ. How many know that Christ deserves our best service? No matter what, how people respond to us, we're motivated by what we do because we know we are serving Christ first. And so how many know we can always serve with a smile? We can always serve and give God our breast, no matter what people say, because he is king of kings and lord of lords. And the church said amen to that. We said the R stands for reaching out, and the V stands for vicinity. And in that particular message, and we combined those two, uh, we God called us back to our evangelistic roots. How many know that the church, a church that isn't committed to evangelizing is not a growing church? I don't care how, you slide, how, how, how many ways you cut it. A church that is on the cutting edge of what God is doing is reaching people. Are you hearing me? And so we talked about the, the call to share our faith. We talked about the importance of local ministry, how the God didn't just put us here in Stafford so we can look real nice with our suits and all of that. God put us here because he wants us to serve and to make a difference and share the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. And so today we're going to serve, we're going to uh, take up the letter E in our uh, acronym, serve and it stands for expect increase everybody say increase we will serve and expect increase now one of the things that I understand and I, I know this as a pastor and I know this from just living life that we all have expectations sometimes and sometimes in life you're going to find that your expectations are not met and some of us if we're completely and totally honest there have been times when we've been so frustrated that we've lost a little bit of our vigor and, and, and our service toward God. Perhaps, you know, not that we necessarily walked away from God, but we've become a little bit pessimistic because, you know, my expectation wasn't met. And when our expectation sometimes is not met, sometimes our attitudes are not always in the right place because we had an expectation. And so it's very, very important to know and to understand that even though sometimes your, your expectations are not met, how many know that God is still in control? And, and, you know, even as a church, we've had some expectations as a church, amen? And sometimes things hasn't always turned out the way that we wanted them to turn out. But let me tell you something right now. How many know that there's still expectation in the house? And we are still standing because God has done and is in the process doing some amazing things in the life of this church. Um, I want to I say this because some of you all, you all know that I'm a Dallas Cowboy fan. Proud of it, hallelujah. So next week you'll see me dressed down in my cowboy, cowboy's attire. But uh, Bill Parcells uh, was, is a legendary coach. He's an icon in the coaching industry. industry. And Bill Parcells uh, was hired by the Dallas Cowboys. Now prior to Bill Parcells being hired by the Dallas Cowboys, uh, the Cowboys had fallen into a major slump. I mean, they were losing badly, uh, you know, the, 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 the culture. Now, listen, let me preach this. <laughs> Behave. So I'm trying to get through this. So, so anyway, so, so Dallas Cowboys, they were just doing horribly. They were doing terrible, and they were just losing. And, and I'll never forget it. I was sitting there watching TV because me, like every other Cowboy fan, man, let me tell you, we was all excited. We was happy. We was enthusiastic. We were excited. And one of the things I heard Bill Parcells said, and it still resonates with me today, Bill Parcells said this. He said, he says, you know, 
I, I, I went into that locker room. He said, I met the players. He said, I, he said, the first thing I said to all of them was, get your expectation up. Get your expectation up. Now, why did he say that? Because he knew that they had become accustomed to losing and that there was no expectation to win. And in order for them to raise their level and to see beyond where they were, he had to first raise their expectation. How many know God called me here, God sent me here this morning to say to Foundation Church, raise your expectations. Get your expectations up. How many know that in order for God to move and do what he wants to do in the life of this church and in the life of any people, how many know that we got to raise our expectations? Expectations is the breeding ground for miracles. Are you hearing me? You know, let me tell you something. If, if you are not expecting and believing, you cannot activate the things of God from the heavens. We said this before, your tears, your crying, and all of that stuff, it don't work with God. What works with God is when there's faith and expectation. You remember the woman that had the issue of blood. This woman, this, this is amazing. But here's this lady, for 12 years, the scripture says that she was hemorrhaging for 12 long years. Doctors couldn't do anything. She heard that Jesus was coming. She heard that Jesus was en route. And this woman, who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years, she said this, She's pressing through the crowd because she's desperate. You know, when you get desperate, you press. She's pressing through the crowd. And, and here's what she said. She said, if I can just touch the him, not even touch him. If I can just touch just the him of his garments, she said, I'll be made well. She didn't say, if I, can, if, I, if I touch him, I, I hope I can be well. And, you know, I don't know, but I just, I just, need, to, I just need to see. I'm not really sure. I'm, I don't know, but I'm, I'm going to. No, no. This woman said, if I can just touch the hem of his garments, I will be made well. And at that moment, that woman, she was able to touch the hem of his garments. And Jesus and all the people that were, you know, Jesus had a large crowd that was around him. And all the people that were around him that were bumping up against Jesus, and Jesus stopped and said, wait a minute, who touched me? Who touched me? And the disciples said, Lord, there's a, a, a lot of people bumping. What are you talking about? No, 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 you don't understand. Somebody touched me with virtue. Power went out from me. Let me tell you something. Faith moves God. Wherever you are, whatever is going on in your life, let me tell you something. I don't care what has happened. I know things may not have turned out the way you wanted them to turn out, but I'm here to tell you faith moves God. Jesus stopped right in his tracks and said, who touched me? Who, who, who was it? Who touched me? How many know that Foundation Church, we need to be a people to get God's attention with our faith and our expectation? And God will say, who was that? Who was that church down there at 75 Monk here? Who, who was that? Let me tell you what. Our expectation and our faith will get his attention every time. How many know God responds to that? So, so watch this. How many know that God expects growth? How many know God, listen, God says he wants us to bear fruit and that our fruit remains. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? We talk a lot about things in this church and we talk, even in your personal life, we talk a lot about, you know, Lord, we want the harvest. God, we believe, and, I mean, and that's good. We want to believe God for the harvest. But what we must understand 
is that in order for the harvest to come, there got to be a level of expectation that is going to happen. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Luke chapter 14, I'll read a couple of verses to, to drive home this point. Luke chapter 14, verses 22 and 23. Listen to this. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and there and still there is room. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways, listen to this church, and the hedges, and compel them to what? To come in that my house may be what? Filled. How many know God wants his house filled? Uh, let me tell you something. I will never, ever settle as long as I got breath in my body. I love you to death, but listen, I want to see more than just you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. L- l- listen to me. God wants his house filled. I am not going to be, I'm not going to be satisfied. I'm always going to be pushing. I'm always going to be reaching. I'm always going to be fasting and praying and believing and working because I believe God wants his house filled. And there's more of them out there than it is in here. But see, how many know, I, I have an expectation. Well, you know, well, Pastor, it ain't, it ain't, I, I heard this before. Well, you need to hear it again. Y'all, 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 listen, listen. Let, let, me, let me help you. How many know that God, I'm all over the place, but how many know God works outside of time? See, he lives in eternity. You live by the clock. He don't. Are, are you hearing me? So we got to understand this thing. So God wants his house to grow. And look, our expectation, just because it don't happen on my timeline, come on somebody, it don't mean that God ain't true to his word. Come on, you went and made up a timeline in your own mind. Look, and, and when that timeline got breached, you start tripping. Because it, it didn't happen in your time frame. One of the things I learned about God is, God is faithful. And every time I try to pin God or put him in a box, I lose every time. I just know that I don't know how, I don't know when, but I know that this church is going to make an indelible mark on this community and yes, throughout the world. I have an expectation for that. If you believe that, come on, give God a hand clap. Luke 19.10 says this, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Why did Jesus primarily come? Because he wanted to bring people out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many know that God is a good God? Jesus' mission was he wanted to bring people out of darkness into his marvelous light. How many know that's what we're about here at Foundation Church? We got to be about, this is what Jesus was all about. Again, this is Matthew 13, verses 47 and 48. Just give me a few verses. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet. See, a dragnet is like this large net. You fishermen know what I'm talking about. That's meant to gather in a lot of fish. Everybody say a lot. The kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of what? Every kind. How many know God's house need to be filled with some of every kind? Everybody ain't going to look like you. Everybody ain't going to be. You need to stop tripping because you're trying to find your click. There are no clicks in the kingdom. How many know God created all men by one blood? Come on, somebody. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. How many know he loved the world? He created them all. And just because they don't look like you, just because they don't act like you, just because they don't talk like you, you need to get your mouth off of that and you need to say, come into the kingdom of God. Jesus loves you too. Black, white, Jew, doesn't matter. The kingdom is open. All are welcome in the house of God. Are you hearing me, church? John 15, 16 says this. 
You did not choose me, but I chose you. How many know you've been chosen by God? Oh, you thought, oh, you know, I, I found God. No, 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 no. God chose you. You were predestined. God saw you way in the beginning. God had eyes on you before you were ever thought about. Talking about precious and special that you are. He said, you did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you. How many of you in here say, I've been appointed? Raise your hand. How many of you really, you've been appointed? You're on an assignment. You're on a mission. He said, but I've been chosen and appointed you that you should go and bear what? Fruit. And that your fruit should what? Remain. How many know God wants his church to be a church full of people from every walk of life? Let me tell you what gets God really excited when his kingdom starts increasing. If you really want to get next to the heart of God, start opening your mouth. Start sharing the good news of the gospel. Start going to the Acts homeless shelter. Start laying down your life. Start serving some people and see what God will do. See what God will do. Come on, y'all hear what I'm saying this morning? How many know that we need to get excited when new people come in the house of God? Oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 no. We need to get excited when new people come into the house of God. Whether they're new believers, how many know the Bible says there's joy in heaven over one sinner that what? Repents. Whether they are seekers, perhaps they may be unsaved, they're trying to figure it out. Thank you, come on in. Or, or whether they're new laborers, maybe they're already in the kingdom, but God sent them. How many know that, that a lot of times, we, you know, we, you know we, we, we say, Lord, Lord, we need help. How many know sometimes God, God will send you help? God has got to send you new labor, people that are already saved. God has sent them to the house to help you. And then sometimes we still trip. I don't like that attitude. I don't like, come on, church, we need to get up off of that. How many know we can't miss the blessing of God? And, and we need to get excited. I don't care who it is, but every person that walks in this church, every new, every, you need to get so, you need to, thank God. But, dude, that brother, I hope he felt really, really encouraged when he came into the house of God today. To our guests, we want you to know we love having you here. Stick around. Enjoy, enjoy yourself. Thank you for coming. Come on, church. Clap our hand. We're happy to have them here. It's great. We love it. This is what we're all about. We love this. But how I many you know we got to have a, an expectation for an increase? Uh, Matthew and Mark chapter number six. This is our foundational text. I want to work with this for a little bit. Jesus, if you read the text and we read it earlier. You know, Jesus was, came to his hometown, and some of the people there were a little bit, he was in Nazareth, and some people were rejecting him. And uh, they started saying things like, you know, Jesus come over there, and, and they started saying like, stuff like, who, 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 who are you? Come over here, talking about you, you the son of God. No, I mean, re really, really, really who you are. You see, what they didn't realize was, that they didn't realize that Jesus was their gift. Y'all stay with me on this. So Jesus come into his hometown, and instead of saying, Lord, thank you, Lord, whatever you want to do, they start saying, no, 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 wait a minute, you grew up with us on the corner. You know, we used to shoot pool together. We used to do hot scotch. They do that anymore, they don't do that no more. We used to play Pac-Man, you know, together, and his brothers and his sisters, all of them, I mean, really, I mean, who, he, who does he think he is? See, and Jesus, said to, and Jesus said, a prophet is without honor in his own country. You know, sometimes we can, be, we can become so familiar with the gift 
that we don't see the God in the gift. Therefore, we miss God. Are you hearing me? See, sometimes we miss God because we don't like the package that he used to send his message. How many know Jesus was there to help him, right? He was there to help him. He was there to bless them. He was there, he was there to, to, to contribute. He was their gift. All they needed to do was to ask them. And, and they were stuck on the fact we don't like the package. See, they missed the message because they were tripping off the package. I believe there's a lot of people that have missed their moments because they're tripping off the package. They don't like how God sent the message to them. Oh, y'all not listening to me this morning. How many times God has sent a word of deliverance to you? A lot of times he'll hit you right where you're troubled at. He'll use the person that you don't like the most to send what he needs to get to you because he's trying to teach you to humble. Are y'all, are y'all hear what I'm saying? So, so Jesus come in here. So in the Bible says, watch this. It says Jesus did no mighty works. Ain't that what it said? And Jesus did no mighty works there. Guess this, church. Not because he didn't want to. Not because he didn't want to. He says he did no mighty works because of their unbelief. They had no expectations. He said, no. In fact, he said, all he did was heal a few folk. Maybe there was a few folk that had a little faith. But here's what I want you to understand. That because there was no expectation. How many know that faith and expectation works together? They're one and the same. Why? Because there was no expectation. Jesus couldn't work in that atmosphere. And, and if you go back and read Mark, Mark 6, what, what it says is Jesus marveled at their unbelief. In other words, he said, my goodness, these people, they don't believe. They are full of doubt and unbelief. And how many know that God could not move at that moment? Let me tell you, church, right now, if, we don't get a, if you don't get a handle on this thing of unbelief and low expectation as it relates to the things of God, let me tell you something. We're going to miss out on what God really wants to do. How many know the Bible says that God, his eyes run to and fro the earth, and he is looking for somebody to wish to show himself strong. All God is saying is, I'm looking for somebody who will believe me. I'm looking for somebody who will believe that I can do something extraordinary through their lives. And so Jesus, he marveled. He said, I can't work in that environment. There was another place in the Bible where Jesus went to heal a little girl. And there was a whole bunch of people in there who were just all pessimistic and and, and negative. and, And Jesus put them all out. He said, get out. Now, now. You're looking at it, you would think, well, you know, Jesus, he, he's, you know, he can just ignore that. He said, no, get out. Why? Because atmosphere is important. See, there had to be a certain atmosphere in order for God to move. Y'all, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Are y'all looking at me like you're not sure? How many know God don't just move in any kind of situation? See, the, as the people of God, we must understand the protocol of God. Are, are you listening to, you, to me this morning? And so when the protocol is set, when we understand who he is and we honor him as such, and listen to me, and then, and then we begin to have faith and we begin to have an expectation, how many of you know that God will show up big time? Everybody say big time. But if there's no faith or expectation, how many know it hinders the move of God? Look at this, Hebrews chapter 6. I'm going to read a couple of verses. Hebrews chapter number 11, verse 6. I'm winding down. Just stay with me for a second. 
Hebrews chapter 11. It says, but without faith, listen to me, church, listen to this. Without faith, it's impossible. Everybody say impossible. It's impossible to please him, but he who comes to God, guess what, church, must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many know that God rewards faith? God demands it. He requires faith to access the things of God. He said he is a rewarder of those who diligently in other words, when you seek him, you seek him believing. God, I know you're going to come through with me. God, I know you're going to help me. God, I know you're going to meet my need. God, I believe, God, that my breakthrough is on the horizon. God, I see what my circumstances is now, but I believe I'm not going to stay here. My situation is going to change. Let me tell you something. That will move God. It moves God. The Bible, Hebrews 10.38 says, now the just, everybody say the just. The just shall live by faith. How many know, church, that faith is a lifestyle? Listen to me. We're supposed to walk around all the time speaking those things that are not as though they are. And, and people will look at you and say, what's up with you, brother? Can't you? Yeah, I can see. But, 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 but you know what I'm saying? I'm not seeing through that. I, I see in a whole different way. See, the just shall live. It's a lifestyle. Faith is what we do. It's what we breathe. We constantly, listen, we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. See? We talked about that timeline earlier. You know how we, we develop this timeline? We seek God and God don't operate inside that timeline and we get all, you know, how many know? Listen, let me, can I be honest with you? Can I be honest with you? Listen, if I was passing this church based on what I see, I'd have quit a long time ago. Ah. Oh, boy, 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 I would have left a long, long, long time ago. But you see, I'm seeing through the eyes of faith. I don't see like everybody else see. See, I see the parking lot field. I see a new building. I see people getting saved. I see us helping the community. I see big. That's what I see. Though I'm looking at you, I'm looking right through you. Now I see you. Now I don't. Are you hearing me? I walk every day. My wife will tell you, why do you put up with that? Why do you do that? Brother, because I'm walking by faith. I don't live my life based on what I see. Because what you see will mess you up. Especially when it comes to the things of God. You'll miss God every time if you're just living your life based on what you see. What you see will trip you up. You can't get nowhere with God if everything you do is based on what you see. You walk by faith and not by sight. It's a foundational principle in the kingdom of God. And the people of God ought to know that. We ought to know that. And sometimes, man, we look at stuff, oh, God, I don't know. Get your expectation up. Come up out of that. Where is your faith? Jesus, Jesus, wake up. The water is in the boat. The boat is about to capsize. Wake up. Jesus said, where is your faith? Peace. This God's word today, peace, shh, be still. Just shut up. That's the ghetto version. <laughs> just sometimes we just need to just shut up. Because sometimes we talk ourselves out of the blessing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We, we, we talk too much. One minute we're saying, God, we believe with the harvest. The next minute, well, I don't think nothing's going to ever change. What did you just say? Act like God didn't hear that. Oh, come on, church. How many know we got to get deeper? We got to understand. 
The God is the God of faith. Did y'all receive that? Yes. Now watch this. Now watch this. We all know that faith without works is dead. I got to finish this. Stay with me for a second. I got to finish this. Faith without works is dead. James 14, 20 says that. It says, what does a profit a man? The one has faith but not works. Now, if your theology is right, Paul makes it clear in the book of Ephesians and other books, we are saved by faith and not by works. That's accurate. Now, some folks would look at James, they would say, man, that's a contradiction. James is saying, James is talking about works. No, no, no. What James is really saying is, James is saying that when one has authentic faith, authentic faith, works will follow authentic faith. Let me tell you something. There's a lot of people talking about they say. <laughs> Jesus said that you will know them by their what? Fruits. You ain't saved by your fruits, but when you get saved, you have what? Are you hearing me? So we are not saved by our works, but our works prove that we are saved. See, I work not to get saved, but I work because I am. Authentic faith always has works that follow. How many know that they went to the, to the, to the homeless, to, to the shelter yesterday? How many know their works, because of their faith, their works follow them? They had to take some time. They had to prepare. They had to cook the food. They had to cook biscuits. They had to cook eggs. They had to, they had to put some gas in the car. They had to dry their... How many know, because they say they believe God. When you say you believe God, you put action to what you say. Are you hearing me? If no action, listen, we just can't sit back and say, oh, God, I'm believing for the harvest. He said, go out into the highway. Get up. There's a time to pray, and there's a time to get up. Come on. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And y'all know I believe in prayer. I, I, I think you can't do anything. You, you need the power of prayer. But when are we going to get out into the community and say, we are here. How can we help you? Are you hearing what I'm saying? See, this is what, this is what served. It's all about. This is, this, is, this is it right here. God said, listen, God said to us, God said, God says, this is our word. This is what he wants us to do. So watch this. It's going to require us not to be sitting here saying, oh, I hope it get big. I mean, no, it's going to get big when you put your works to your faith. When, when, when you speak one thing and then your action, how many know when you really believe something, your actions follow? There's a lot of people saying, listen, listen, everybody who got a cross around their neck ain't walking with God. Y'all hear me? I'm just saying, you know, there's a kind of faith out there today where people can say they can just say stuff and there's no proof. When you've been transformed by God, let me tell you something, works follow, it's automatic. It just kind of happened. I don't know about you. I got saved. I wasn't perfect. But people started saying, what about you, brother? You ain't the same, brother. Come on, somebody. You... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ain't the same brother that you, you but something changed with you, but you ain't right. But I'm all right. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Faith without works is dead. So, so what we're saying is we're going to have to, listen, we're going to have to pony up and we're going to stop saying, listen, we just got to stop saying I believe God. We're going to show that we believe God by what we do. Lord, I believe your works. So I'm getting busy. God, I believe I'm getting busy. God, God, you need money for whatever. God, God, you know, I'm digging in my pocket. What, what do we need, God? I'm digging. I ain't going to talk about it. I'm not going to wish it off on somebody else. I'm going to activate my own faith. Now, in closing. Now, what can we expect as we serve in 2016? Now, this is kind of like, this defines our win. I'm going to do this in about two, three minutes. Are y'all ready? And we'll be done. This will define our win. Number one, 
We can expect personal satisfaction because you help someone else. You know, I, I, said, I said the other day, I said to some folks today, uh, you know, I was listening to the ladies who went and served. You know, you can see the smile on their face. And I, and I mentioned something to Crystal earlier. And she, she said, it, it just felt great. I loved it. It was awesome. You know, when you, when you spend your time sacrificing and serving and helping somebody else, do you, not, do you not know how good that makes you feel down on the inside? You know, let me tell you why that, make, why that makes you feel good. Because you were designed to serve by your creator. This was your design. You're designed to help. In, in fact, if people who are troubled... I always say, man, listen, it's, I, I'm all, you need to be personally healthy. You need to be, you have your emotions. I, I get all that. But, you know, when you're overly obsessed with yourself, let me tell you something. That's trouble. What I've found in my own life is the more I think about somebody else, somehow I get blessed and things for me seem a whole lot better in my life. Number two, we can expect an increase in resources. How many know that God funds his will? Let me say that again. God will fund his work. When his people get serious about doing his work, don't you tell me God will not show up. Don't you tell me. Let me tell you. I, incre- I, I expect. Everybody say expect. I expect because we're out serving that God is going to increase our resources. Why? Because we're doing all the right things with it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We need it. I mean, no, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. So that in everything, you will have an abundance for every good work. I mean, no, that's the will of God. We can expect open doors. Everybody say favor. Favor. The Bible says Jesus has favor with both God and men. Jesus said in the book of Revelation, I set before you an open door. I believe that as we get out and we start serving, we start looking for opportunities to be a blessing to our community. Hear me, church. I expect that all doors are going to come wide, flying wide open. There are going to be scores of opportunities. And, And I challenge you today, don't run from them, run to them. Don't run. I know you're busy. I know you're scheduled. I, I mean, God already knows that, too. And he's in charge of your breathing. Say amen. He knows how busy you are. And there's nothing better you can do than to make a difference in somebody else's life and advance his cause in the earth. Hear me. Are, are you hearing me? So God's going to open some doors. We can expect spiritual growth. I mean, though, that as you are serving and engaging with people, you will be more inclined to share your faith, right? You're more inclined to share your faith. Why? And, and when you're more inclined to share your faith, how many know you need to be prepared? Which is going to cause you to do what? I got to study. Because if somebody asks me a question, I need to know what I'm talking about. Come on, somebody. So, you know, I'm going to come to that Wednesday night Bible study. I'm going to come, you know, uh, you know because I, I need to get prepared for what God want to do. You can expect spiritual growth. How many of you want to grow in God? You can expect, watch this, a healthier church relationally. Why, why do I say we can expect a healthy church relationally? Look, 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 look at this. Um, because we'll be so busy serving others, there will be little time for petty arguments and all this he said and she said stuff. I'm going to tell you something. I am not a he said, she said pastor. Save your he said, she said for somebody else. I, I don't, I, there's too many people, how many know that the souls of men are at stake? I don't have time for you. You don't like somebody. If you don't like them, you need to get over it. Walk in love. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? Figure it out. Figure it out. Read the Bible, but I don't have time. There are too many people out there that need to be saved. Are you hearing me? We can expect church growth, not just spiritually, but numerically. How many know that as we are engaging and we're helping people, how many know people will start responding? And, and, that, and then we'll, we'll end up being, having so many chairs, you know, I'm on the stage before you know we'd be out of this place. We can expect growth. We can expect seats to fill up. We can expect, watch this, everybody say shared. Shared responsibility. 
Sometimes some of us are not excited about when, when, I, when I first mentioned serve as our theme. I, I know because, you know, I, I feel you because we were one. <laughs> and, and I know some of you were saying in your spirit, like, when am I going to have time? To do, I don't have time because I'm doing this. I'm doing, I don't pass. I, y'all know, you, I don't know. I can't do it. Listen to me. When new faces and new people come in, this is why we need to welcome it. Guess what? That's your help. And sometimes we start tripping on it. But let me tell you something. God is God. Listen, listen. When, when, when a church is growing the way that it should be, it makes it easier for everybody. You know why? Because we're sharing in the load. And we're sharing the load. There's nothing but joy. There's excitement. And we're enthusiastic. Why? Because the body is working together. Then lastly, we can expect an increase, watch this, of love, not only for Jesus Christ, but for his church, your church, Foundation Church. Why? Why do I say that? Because when our church is making a difference in the lives of people in this community, and people start talking about it, when they see you with your little orange shirt on talking about Foundation Church, when they see all, when people, thank you, yellow, I'm, I'm challenged color-wise I am. But the idea is it's going to be loud. But when people start seeing those yellow shirts, amen, with Foundation Church on them, and, 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 and you know, and people start talking about, man, man those folks, they, they showed up. Like, like the lady at the Axe Shelter, I want her to call us. I want to say, well, what are y'all doing? Uh, you know, because you guys have done a great work over here, and, and we just love having you. Let me tell you something. When you realize that your church is making a difference, you'll get excited about your church. You know when you get excited about the church? You'll tell everybody, you need to come to my church because we are doing great things in our community. Are you following me? And you'll feel good on the inside. But, but guess what, church? Here's, here's how it got to happen. We just can't talk about it. This is not, listen to me. If I'm going to walk over here. This is not just a nice, pretty word just so you can look at every week. Faith must be activated. This, listen, serve won't mean a whole lot to us if we don't serve. It won't, I mean, it, it's real nice. God is going to call all of us to go to a higher level, but he's going to bless us in the process. And, 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 I, and listen, listen, listen to what I'm saying, church. I believe this with all of my heart. The Holy Spirit spoke this down to me, spoke this in my spirit. This is an amazing time in the life of our church. If you can catch what God is doing, let me tell you something. I, I know you've heard me say this is the moment, but let me tell you, whenever you hear me say it's the moment, sometimes I can say it's the moment, but if you don't catch it and run with the moment, you miss it, you follow what I'm saying, and then you're stuck in that cycle again. But I'm saying this is one of those moments. This is that moment. It's time to get excited about what God is doing. It's time to, listen, it's time to stop tripping and jump in all the way because God is moving this thing to a whole nother place. You know, Pastor, I don't know. I heard it before. That's, just, that's why you at where you at. But let me tell you something. People that believe God, they just keep preaching, they keep expecting, they keep hoping, and they never change. How many know you got a pastor that ain't going to change? I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to the end. Will you join me? Join me, and let's go make a difference in our community. Amen. If you see that word, give Jesus a praise clap. Amen. Every head is bowed, every eyes closed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we want you to know this morning, God, that we're deeply in love with you. God, 
you have blessed us with so much. Gosh, you have. God, you've come to our rescue time and time again. God, you've been faithful to us. And God, we thank you for this new season in the life of our church, God. We're not satisfied, Lord, because we want more for you. You said, occupy until I come. You called us to occupy. You called us to this moment. And God, we say, we receive. 